0: We play and call it work. Hey there, Wargamers, Josh here to bring you this week's Sit & Talk. The weekly show where we answer the questions of you viewers and, you know, really get to the root of, I guess, all the things you want to know. So, uh, before jumping into my set of questions, remember that next week is going to be Luca. So, if you want to leave questions for Luca, you must first summon him by typing Luca, 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 and then put your question. Uh, you put that question. You put those questions either on the Mini Wargaming website, on YouTube, or on Facebook. He'll check them all, and he'll. I think he usually gets through answering them all pretty pretty well. So, uh, let's just jump right into the questions and see what we've got going on today. righty, Looking at this, we have got, uh, starting off, Mentality. Uh, Josh, did you know that they are going to re-release HeroQuest? Are you excited? I think, okay, so personally excited, not that much, because I never actually played HeroQuest uh, growing up. I vaguely remember seeing the miniatures at one point or another, um, which may have been what kind of kicked off this whole interest in miniature wargaming. I guess, maybe, maybe, maybe. Um, but yeah, so like personally, excited to no. know. I think what I'm excited for when it comes to HeroQuest is the idea that it's just another cool, accessible way for people to get into this hobby that we all love. So, yeah, the re-release of it. Pretty cool. Uh, do I see myself rushing out to pick it up? Probably not. If I had the opportunity to play it with a group of people, would I? Yeah, in a heartbeat. Um, it looks super cool. And, you know, those, those kind of classic fantasy vibes are definitely... Uh, it'd be fun. It'd be, <coughs> excuse me, just a load of fun one way or another. Yeah, I know, um, I can't remember the fellas channel, uh, Bardic Broadcasts, I think, is him. Like... The Hero Quest guy on YouTube. Uh, he, he's done a bunch of other awesome, hilarious, entertaining to watch videos. Um, but yeah, so he he does some good talking points on it. So yeah, I I, I have watched those videos and I am excited for for Hero Quest, but not you know to go rush out and recapture some nostalgia because it it just doesn't exist for me because I never played it really. <sighs> Did I have a copy of it as like a kid? I wonder, or like. I can't remember, man. Like, I remember the gargoyle. I think it was a gargoyle. Kind of looked like a bloodthirster. Okay. Next up, uh, we got Mentality again. Josh, it would be so cool to see some of the old content producers. Is it possible for, say, like a one-off to schedule an old friend to come in? Uh, Like a match between Quirk and Steve or Dave and Jay? Um, So, yeah, for most of the guys that used to work here, like, I don't really... trying to think of, like, the people that um, I had worked with or, you know, I know in the past. I I think I've met pretty much everybody. And, yeah, it's cool, Um, you know. I I think taking all the COVID considerations into play, um, if they want to come in and play a game, they can just come in and play a game. It's pretty simple. Obviously, I can't, you know, call Quirk up because he, he, I mean, he does real estate now and be like, hey, uh, come play a game. But, yeah, I think he's been in once or twice and, uh, yeah. So for anybody, who's I mean, if those guys are interested, why the heck not, but I'm not going to, you know, go try to track them down and be like, hey, come in and play. Because um, who knows, you know, how busy people are and things like that. But yeah, it's it's always fun to see certain people um, come back and, uh, you know, get some nostalgia going on. But yeah, I wouldn't mind playing a game against Quirky. Because uh, him and I have been talking like he's recently gotten back into 40k and he's going down the custodies route I mean as far as I know last time I talked to him he could have already jumped armies Because he you know has a bunch of different stuff that he always used to like to play, but yeah um Quirky would probably be the easiest one to get back in because he's still local as far as I know And then I see Owen every once in a while like he showed up to we had a, a tournament at um had the bunker fairly recently. Um, I don't think he's interested in coming in to play games on the channel, but who knows? If he is, he is. If he isn't, he isn't. Um, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I don't really... I, I, I. Um. Out of all the guys that used to work here, I don't really keep tabs on a whole lot of them. Mentality. You're just going hard into the questions, which is good, because it gives me something to talk about. If you didn't, then... This would be a very short, short show. Uh, Josh, could you ask Matt to add a button in your profile area if you're a free viewer? D- upgrade, make it huge and green. I assume that's probably, you know, for upgrading to a silver, uh, or silver, bronze uh, vault membership. I assume that's, what, that's some reference to Matt's actually, I don't know how much he's talked about it in his sit and talks or, you know, any other videos or anything like that, but... He's been putting a ton of work in for the past couple of weeks on the website and it's one of those things like a lot of the upgrades like you'll notice some of them, but a lot of the upgrades is the stuff that you won't notice because things are now working the way they should be. So um, M- Matt's techno wizardry is far beyond anything I understand but I know he's been working on the website a lot on the back end just to make the functionality a lot easier for everybody. Um, so that's awesome. I don't know what he's going to have. I think... I'm trying to think what we we currently have for that sort of stuff. But yeah, the upgrade would be fun. But yeah, just anything to kind of, you know, um, help people get to the Vault if they're interested in getting into the Vault, getting the extra content. And the other big thing that, I mean, we've been mentioning more and more of the videos, uh, because we've done it for a little while, is that we've got a bunch of companies we're partnered up with, um, so that if you're a Silver Vault member, you can go onto the website, go to the vault area, and there's a bunch of uh, discount codes for everybody, which it's one of those, like, if you're buying that sort of stuff, you're gonna pay for your vault membership pretty quickly just off of that. Um, But we need to do a better job, because, I mean, there's a lot of really good companies that, like, I use their stuff all the time in there. Yeah, pretty awesome stuff. But yeah, um, Matt's been doing a ton of website upgrade things. Next up. We got Aramitz07. Hi, Josh. Hello, Aramitz. I don't know if I'm saying... I don't know if I'm anywhere close to saying that right. Uh, since you've been playing Caradron Overlords for a couple games, how are you liking them? Um. Okay, so for the KO, I like them a lot. I think as far as a play style, they're pretty interesting. Like... I like shooty lists, and the fact that my other army that I kinda play right now in AOS is the Ogre Ma Tribes, which are super, super, well, I mean, like, okay, so I, I found a way to play them pretty shooty too, like, cause there's obviously a, a very obvious way to play them shooty, um, but I like the combat ogre, so having, you know, KO play in such a way that they're teleporting all over the place by, you know, flying high with the boats, and tons of guns, less of a focus on close combat, uh, I'm having a lot of fun with them. Because they can bounce back and forth between the two different extremes of them. There's still a lot for me to learn when it comes to KO. Um, <clears throat> I really focused heavily on Barak Zilfin because that's the one I've had the most fun with. Um, that'll probably be like my one true love with them and like the way that I prefer to play them. But I want to try some of the other Skyports. And... The big thing for AOS is that like I need to play more and I need to read more. Uh, um, and just understand how other armies work. Cause like it's sometimes cool to figure out mechanics like as I'm playing the game and seeing what things do, but then there's other times that it just kinda, <laughs> I'm like, oh, it works that way. this well, this video's not great now. <laughs> Cause you know, if I had done my due diligence and fully understood how things work, um, you know, I wouldn't, uh, I would've made smarter choices shall we say. But yeah, the KO overall, liking how they play a lot, uh, Steve and I did the whole goofy, um, the Skaven Warp Vortex thing. I can't remember what it's called. The, 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 the KO players know what I'm talking about, and people that watch the video know what I'm talking about. The Endless Spell, the Warp Storm Vortex or whatever it is. And Barack Zilfin pulls it off very well. Uh, in that, you know, you're probably playing a list with less drops than your opponent. And even if you're not, it doesn't matter that much. And the ability to uh, fly high once per game in the hero phase, which then lets you throw your spell in a bottle. And then movement phase, you fly high again, you know, you get the heck out of dodge um, and you've dropped this crazy endless spell in their lines. That's cool. That's kind of fun. I don't foresee me doing that a whole lot. So yeah, some of the other Skyports I want to try out, but I haven't been able to quite figure them out. because I'm still in the process of learning them well enough to understand what I want to add to the studio collection. Uh, Because the idea is I don't want to, you know, play them a couple times and be like, we're gonna add this. And then, you know, I play them a couple more times, I'm like, we should have added that. So, on my hit list right now for KO to add to the studio collection, I do want to get into, um, basically I want to get Thunderers just with the rifles. I think that's preferable, and right now we don't have like and like literally we have none of them. And I think that's the way to go. Um, but we've got them set up for like multiple squads of nothing but the um, special weapons. But I don't wanna do that. I want more just regular old ri- uh, rifles. But Yeah, uh, I like them a lot. I think they're cool. And that's the one thing, so, I've talked about it a little bit. I like the rules for Age of Sigmar like a lot. I think it's fun, it's goofy fun. Um, but it's also good when you want to be kind of like serious fun. So I, I I do like the game how it plays, um, and the KO like or sorry for all the different factions like there's not a whole lot of factions I really love like there's a lot of 40k factions I love the lore of I cannot get into the lore of um Age of Sigmar I'm not a like high fantasy multiple realms kind of fan so. KO being that kind of weird steampunk I'm like you know what I like this this is close enough this is good enough you know I I can get into that so I'm loving them as a faction it's definitely one where if this studio didn't have a collection I probably would collect them as a personal army yeah I probably yeah definitely would so I'd have ogres and KO but the studio has a great collection of well-painted miniatures so I'm not going to be doing that but I'm gonna get the studio to add stuff once I figure out exactly what I want. So I gotta play a couple more games. I think Thunderers is kind of the big ad because we have most of everything else. I'm thinking about maybe doing a second um, Ironclad, which seems like it would be insane, but i like, wanna play that list. So yeah, I like them. That's the long-winded me, uh, way of me saying uh, I like them. Uh, we got... Bard the art. I don't know how to say that right. This might be one of those ones where it's very obvious how to pronounce it, and I can't get it. Um. I'm all for the Tao Death Watch and make Dave play. Okay, I'm mostly kidding about having Dave play. Doing yeah. So, (laughs) um, I assume this is in reference to like some of the campaigns that Matt has done and things like that, and like doing the Death Watch style campaign where you've got like a small group of guys that upgrade throughout and you follow them. I think it's a good format for us. It's one that it's fun for us to produce. Um, It's not super labor intensive, so it's something we can do on the regular. There's cool chances for storytelling. Um, Logistically, the, the, the games are relatively easy to schedule filming for. And yeah, so exploring any of the other uh, races in 40K using the Death Watch format, I think is super interesting. Uh, Matt and I are gonna be experimenting and trying a Imperial Knight campaign, which will, like it'll follow kind of the format, but also not follow the format, you know what I mean? Because of just how it works. But I think it's a really cool way to explore the lower 40K and create some interesting narrative campaigns and the Tower fun. The thing is here that nobody really like is super into the Tau. Like Matt used to play them back in the day. I don't think he's he kinda dipped his toe into it a bit. I don't know where his head's at for the lore of the Tower or anything like that. Actually, the more I think about it, like doing a Death Watch style um campaign would be super fun with the tower. as far as like upgrades and all that. You can make some really fun upgrade charts, I think. Yeah. That could be interesting. Now I'm thinking about Tao. I used to play Tau back in 4th edition, um, and I used to really like their lore. Um, some of their lores kind of changed, and I don't like it as much, but it, it's still pretty much the same idea. So, I'd play, I, I'd play as the Tau player if we did one of those. Like Oh, oh I, like I'd be willing to. I don't know if I would be the one doing it. The battle suits are fun. Now you get me thinking about Tad Death Watch. It's just such a fun format. It's a fun format for the viewers. It's a fun format for us to play. It's a fun format for me to schedule. <laughs> um, okay, so this is Barda the Art again. Um, hmm. so, okay, so you said Scott equals Papa Nurgle. Happy, mildly malevolent and marked tendency towards largeness. Are you talking about Steve? Steve? You mean Steve? Is it Steve? Josh equals Mall, which might be Malal is what you're getting at. seems to take great joy in letting people sow the seeds of their own destruction. Yeah, I mean that fits. Um, and out of all the like chaos gods, sorry if I bumped my mic there, uh, I think Malal's like one of the most interesting, but like super old school like, it's a cool concept. I like that, and in some of the narrative stuff I wrote way back when, um, I played around with the idea of Malal and followers of Malal, and then Luke equals Slanesh. The story of the hair explains it all. Yeah, I I, I guess you can kind of see that. I'm trying to think of yeah the. Um, how that would go. Uh, the Malal one seems you know pretty. Bang on, I, I Luca comes across very nergalish to me, um, just in his, how, how he lives his day to day life. Of nothing seems to bother him, like he's a happy kind of jovial kind of guy. Um, Steve, I'd put him towards maybe more of a Zinchian kind of feel, because uh, dudes always got plans going on. Like he he Steve's really good at seeing the bigger picture of everything that's happening. All right, Marshy thirty ninety six. Hey Josh, you said you were struggling to get some custodies. If you had all units available, what would you want in a two K list? Oh, that's tough. Um, I don't think there's. Okay, so as far as like struggling to get a hold of custodies models, uh, a lot of stuff sold out around here. So I think I have most of the stuff I'd want for a two K list. But like I like to be able to mix it up and have some variation. So I've got six of the. Aquilon Terminators with the Lastrum Storm Bolters and Ray Power Gauntlets. Um, so those are out getting painted right now. Uh, so I should have them back before like too long. I'm guessing like two weeks, which means that it might be like three weeks before you guys see them in a video or maybe a month or something like that. As far as other units, like I'd like to get a hold of um, just regular custodian guard with shields. Um, I'm waiting for them to come back in stock around here because it's something that like, so for my custodies list, everything I had that was designed just to be a 30K list and not to go anywhere near 40K with. But when I came back into filming, um, people had mentioned about not seeing custodies, and I'm like, what the heck, I guess I'll try. And I fell in love with the playing them in 40K. Like they're a ton of fun. So I'm slowly trying to regain stuff because I wasn't going to do sword and board at all in 30k. I wasn't interested in it. But it makes sense to get them for 40k. Um, I'm not going to go too heavy into it. Like one box of custodians. If I can get a hold of that, I'll do four the sword and board and then one banner in regular, not Terminator armor. Um, Terminators were out of stock forever. The other units I would want to get a hold of probably would be... Um, some of the Dreadnoughts. The guy with the spear, the guy with the sword and board, one of each of them would be cool, just to give some variation. Excuse me, because Dreadnoughts are cool. And I've got a telemon already. Second Telemon could be fun. The, I think the big one would be, uh, I can't remember their name. The Venatari, I think is what it is. It's the, the, the Flying Birdmen from Forge World. <laughs> uh, the Jump Pack looking Custodian guys. I think, uh, getting six of them would definitely... Be able to, I'd be able to play a very different feeling kind of game with them. I think, because uh, tactically they're quite interesting. So, yeah, I mean, like the idea would be having a little bit of everything, and I'm slowly, I guess, working towards that. Um, Terminators were the focus, and then probably, like, if I could just snap my finger and get something, it would probably be the Venatari next, because um, I'm really interested in seeing how they would perform. hope you guys don't mind me sipping on some water as I go. I get really bad dry mouth. um, Which is part of the reason why I used to really like doing these with other people. Because it's fun to bounce ideas off of the other people you're filming with. But also, I'm not talking constantly, so it kind of helps. Alright. Next, we got GBC343. Hi, Josh. I hope you are well. I am doing just fine. I hope you are all doing well at home. Um through the craziness that is the world right now. Are uh, you doing well with Caradron? I uh, really getting a hang for them, I feel? Thanks man, like I, so when I picked them up and started playing them, the uh, mistake with the Aether Gold and using it multiple times in a phase, not on the same unit, but on <clears throat> different units that all had it, I was so embarrassed when the first video came out and then the next two videos I made the same mistake. Like Sorry, I think the second video came up before it really kind of keyed in of like, ah, dang it. Because um, I had filmed those three before the first one went out. And I know for the third video, I caught it in time. I made a little uh, clip saying like, hey, dudes, like, I got this wrong. Here's the explanation. Um But unfortunately, there was a little bit of a mix-up. It didn't get added into the beginning of the video. So I got kind of roasted on that third video about making the same mistake. So... Um, I'm starting to get the hang of them I, I, part of what it is is I'm getting the hang of AOS again because um, you're remembering that because like you watch some of the, the the AOS games that were you know that I filmed um, when we got back into the studio I didn't remember how to play at all like basic concepts like holding objectives uh, even after you move off of them like completely out, <laughs> out to left field so yeah I, I, I've gotten a little bit better with AOS but it's still I'm not happy with my um, capabilities in AOS. Uh, when the new Gargan army comes out, we'd be switching to them, you feel, or you stick to boats for a while. I think my ideal is having a multitude of factions that I play. So for AOS, the Gargan army, the Sons of Behemoth, uh, sounds super interesting to me. I think everybody's already kind of moaning and groaning because like uh, I love my super elite armies, Like I love my knights. I love my beast Claw Raiders, I love my Custodies. So, yeah, I, I really am interested in playing them. So I don't know if Switch will be the right word, I'm gonna add them into the roster. Cause right now for, let me think, for AOS, um, really interested in Ogres, and I always will be. Really interested in Caradron Overlords, always will be. I don't really get another army that I really feel like a good connection to. Cause for me, like, I think that if I put the effort in, I could competently play whatever, um, but it just won't be the same. Like It won't be as much fun. I won't be having as much fun, which I don't think that will make a video that's as much fun for you viewers to watch. That's the focus is on, you know, having fun playing these games and sharing the hobby with everybody. So, <clears throat> yeah, the Gargants will be added into my roster most definitely. Um, I'm trying to think if I would do Gargants, like, my own army of Gargants, or if I would just, you know, make the studio get them. Hmm. Because I'm thinking, because I'm looking at all the different stuff, like, okay, so the Beast claw Raiders are a studio army just because, well, except for, like, the occasional models that I use. Uh, most of the ogres you see me play are my personal stuff. Um, it's my fantasy army that I put on round bases that fit into movement trays that accept the round bases. <coughs> Excuse me. So I can play them in both different game systems. Um, and then for 40k, k like I think pretty much everything you see me play in 40k, except for Admech, is my personal stuff. And the Admech, it's just, you know, I don't have an Admech army because the studio already had one and it would be extra silly for me to get them. So yeah, it, I think it's important to have a mix of different factions and yeah, the Gargans will be, I will be playing them, no matter how much people complain. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it, I think for viewers, it's fun to have armies to complain that you hate. Because then you can root for them when they lose. All right. Uh, well, Next up, we got Thermosphere428. Hi, Josh. i really you enjoying your KO AOS games lately, and I hope, hope you'll play more of them. Well, I think the last guy covered it. <laughs> like, the last question covered it. But yeah, I'm going to play a ton more of them. Um, and I'm glad you're having fun. Uh, You know, that's kind of, I think it would be a moot point if I was having a ton of fun playing them and nobody else was having fun watching them. So I'm glad you guys are enjoying it. Um, Just thinking of getting into 9th edition 40K, I'm wondering if you'd recommend spending the extra money to get an Indominus box off of eBay or just go with the Command Edition. Ooh, it depends. Like, the Indominus box. So here's the thing. So you say Indominus box off of eBay. Like, if they're price gouging you on eBay, don't bother with it. Uh, you'll be just fine with the Command Edition. Uh, if you can find a good deal on the um, Indominus box, especially if you've got a buddy that you, you know, you're, let's say you keep the Space Marines, he takes the Necrons, it's a great way to do it. But you can get into it with whatever. And, like, either of those are solid options. Um, but if they're not readily available, or those aren't the factions you're super interested in, um, feel free to. Yeah, go ahead and get any of the start collecting boxes. They're awesome values and awesome ways to start. I'm interested in, you know, what armies you're interested in. So I'll, I'll extend the same thing to you that I extend to most people. If you want to shoot me an email, just uh, josh at miniwargaming.com. Let me know what you're thinking, and I'm happy to talk 40K and, you know, help you figure out what faction uh, you want to start getting into based upon, you know, the, the stuff you're interested in. I love talking this stuff. And, yeah, so either of those is great options, but... Not uh, absolutely necessary at all. But Fisher, uh, Senor Josh, <laughs> I don't think I've ever been called Senor Josh. I seem to remember that you are interested in firearms. Yeah, um, so I am a firearms enthusiast of the Great North. We exist. There's actually a ton of us. It's the only thing we talk about it as openly as the American folks, it's not the the, the culture is a little bit different yeah, big time firearms enthusiast. Um, I'm a full on you know, self-proclaimed gun nut. And I actually, so right before I worked for Mini Wargaming, I sold firearms. Uh, that was my job. So do you know of any good retailers in Canada that sell black powder rifles? Ooh. So I'm guessing if you're asking that, you're probably like fresh getting into black powder stuff, which is super cool. Like the, bla- the, 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 the when I was doing retail, like black powder guys were some of my favorites. Um, Just to kind of talk to you about how they enjoy their hobby. So, any good retailers in Canada that sell black powder rifles, well, I mean, like, I would have been one at. I worked at a Canadian tire, which is kind of funny, but like, for for that Canadian tire, especially being here in Welland, Ontario, I will toot my own horn. We had a pretty cool gun setup um, as far as people wanting to buy stuff. Like, I had a. I, I worked really hard to get a lot of great connections and. I could get you whatever you wanted, like all sorts of fun stuff. That was um, non-restricted, if you're familiar with Canadian laws. And then, (laughs) um, corporately Canadian tires started to clamp down more and more and more on different things. And that was, I attribute that to being like the major reason for me leaving CT is that I'm like, yeah, this is, I've had my fun. Now we're gonna get to like super boring retail. That, I mean, it's still cool, but I like the fun, wacky stuff and just wasn't having as much fun. So, as far as black powder rifles, like, you can go... Like, you don't to get super fancy if you're going black powder, like, or anybody else. Like, I don't know where you're local to. Um, So, like, first and foremost, I always tell people, like, if you can, support your local shops um, because they're some of the best to deal with, especially when something goes wrong and you need help with something. I actually, uh, I'm wearing my Thompson Center hat. (laughs) So that um, works out well. Uh, Yeah, so I mean, you you figure out your local retailer um, and obviously, you know, go in and talk to them, see if you get a feel for that. You can always go online, go with like a Cabela's or whatever. But there's, yeah, there's tons of good retailers out there. Now, as far as brands, because you got me talking about it so you're stuck, um, especially if you're newer to black powder, which, I, I will admit, like I'm not the most experienced with in any way, shape, or form. Um, I think, yeah, your Thompson Center stuff is probably the way I would go. Um, blah, blah, blah. The computer listens to me, so it knows that I'm not gonna type this. Yeah, so Thompson Center would be a great place to start. Uh, I think one of the other two brands I would look into is, I wanna say it's CVA uh they do some stuff that's you know pretty beginner friendly um and i think both brands actually sell like the full kits like starter kits almost which is super cool and then the other brand that i would look into is if you don't like the modern feel of those you can go with ah uh, the company i believe is called traditions and they've got some more old school kind of feeling stuff as well as like the build your own rifle kits which is Super cool, super fun. I also seem to remember that you may have gotten yourself a small cannon. <laughs> Anyways, take care out there. Yeah, I, I so I didn't actually get one. I had thought about the concept of, I, okay, so I was looking for something to put on my desk. And I've got the deskapult up there now. Um, but yeah, I was looking for something interesting. And I remember that Tradition sells these, like, little miniature, fully functioning cannons. And I'm going, like, that'd be super cool. But then I had to look into the legalities of, like, how I would be allowed to display that. And long story short, I wouldn't be allowed to just have that sitting at my desk. And if you guys know how black powder stuff works, like, <sighs> I understand, obviously, it's it, it's still a firearm, and I why the laws are the way they are, but, like, you couldn't do anything with it <laughs> unless, like, I also had some shot and gunpowder laying around and the rest. Either way, yeah, it's one of those. It's it's dangerous. It's respectful, but like the I think the concept of somebody stealing a mini cannon and going to commit a crime with it, <laughs> like, yeah, I am willing to say that's probably never happened anywhere <coughs> that somebody has <laughs> done something with one of those mini cannons. Like one's been stolen and used in a crime or whatever. But yeah, uh, so I didn't end up getting one. It's definitely something that, yeah, it's cool I would get, um, but I was looking for something. because I've always been interested in like uh, weaponry and stuff like that and the technology behind it. So I was looking for something interesting to display on my desk, and then I started thinking about cannons I'm like, "Oh, there's like fully functioning cannons." And then there's obviously ones you can buy that don't function, but I'm like, "Well, I know that I could buy a functioning one, so why would I buy a non-functioning one?" So, yeah. I did not get one, but if you want to check them out, like if you're into any of this stuff, um uh or even if you're even if you're not into it, but you're curious, I would look up uh Traditions. I believe is the name of the brand. They make some really cool fun stuff. And overall the um because I tend to air away from getting into any political type discussions on videos or anything like that. Not interested in doing that. But the firearms hobby is a fantastic one. I've met a ton of really cool, interesting, great people in that hobby, and it's just a lot of fun. <clears throat> okay, Doctor Vulcan. Okay, so Doctor Vulcan here uh, did some very tired napkin math, and so Doctor Vulcan's our uh, resident math doctor. Um, this is way over my head, man. Like, this is, this is definitely you and Matthew talk. <laughs> so I'm gonna not try to say it all. Next up, we got Phantom Baz. Baz. Hi Josh, do you own shoes? <laughs> yes. Well, I mean, like, flip-flops are shoes, right? Uh, also, what other Age of Sigmar factions have caught your eye? So uh, for agency of Sigmar factions, the only other one that's caught my eye right now is, like I said, it's Ogres, K.O., Sons of Bahamut. Um, I don't know why those are the ones I'm interested in. It's just, it is what it is. If you want to try to psychoanalyze that and <clears throat> have a better understanding of it, then that's uh, that's on you, man. And I'm curious on what people's take would be. I, I do indeed own other shoes. I think what it is, so... Before selling firearms for a living, I was a lifeguard for, like, eight years, and I just got used to wearing flip-flops. It's what's comfortable. It's what I like. I like my flippy-flops. Croc makes some of the best flip-flops out there. If you don't like it, you can fight me. (laughs) Uh, But, yeah, I, I do own, like, actual, like, shoes and boots and all that. I just don't usually wear them. Like, I am... Um, Like, Lee used to like to make fun of me that, you know, I just dress constantly like I'm on vacation. Like, I'm usually wearing a button-down or a t-shirt, wearing shorts, and then, like, flip-flops, because it's what's comfortable. Um, In case you're wondering, I have shoveled snow in my flip-flops, and I do that at least once a year. But yeah, I, I do own actual shoes. I just refuse to wear them most of the time. Next up, we got Large Michael. Come on, Josh. Go on and gloat about how your stupid jerkface night lords got. How good your stupid jerkface night lords got. Man, we were good before. We didn't need to get any better to beat you, Big Mikey. But uh, not looking good for you, son. Yeah, the uh, the new book came out, and I'm very happy with what they did. There was some some tweaks for, and this is uh, 30k stuff. There's some tweaks to the night lords that I think really didn't push them into a point of like, oh, they're amazing. Like they're the best now. But <clears throat> that really just seems to fit. I'm pretty darn happy with what they got. Uh, just some minor tweaks. The tweaks to, the, I think the one that I'm the happiest about is the tweaks to the Night Raptors rules. Um, Cause now I'm gonna dig mine out and start using them again if I ever get to play 30k. But that's a whole different topic. But I don't know man, like, um, so Big Mike, he's been in before. Uh, he's played Imperial Fists, so if you go back and check out some of my bat reps, uh, if I'm playing against an Imperial Fist guy, it's probably him. Um, always tons of fun. I think, so right now, I... I was going to say I'm working on it, but I'm not working on it. I have sold off pretty much all my Imperial Fist stuff uh, that I had before, because I had bought, like, multiple people's collections out, and, like, none of it matched, and I started to put the effort in to try to get it to match with, like, rebasing and that sort of stuff, and that was just not going to happen. So I sold it all off, purchased it new, and so I've got an Imperial Fist army sitting at home that when I'm motivated to, I will sit down and start building and then get painted. But yeah, that's uh not <clears throat> that, that's not gonna happen in the near future. Uh, how did your custodian's fare in the bunker tourney? I didn't play in the bunker tourney, so the we like I said, we recently had a uh, tournament here at the bunker. Um like Max Aggression and Scary from Scarcast hosted it. Awesome event. I was just on site to kind of See how it all ran, make sure everything went smooth, and support those guys in running their super awesome event in any way I could. Um so I didn't take part. I don't <clears throat> I don't regret it. But I low-key kind of regret it. I, I probably will just end up playing in the next one. Um the level of I guess the the best way to put it, like the level of competitiveness compared to um, just to focus on having a good time and running a fun event. Like this is, the, the 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 event was 100% my speed and I assume that future ones will be too. I'm not a very cutthroat kind of player. Like I'm here to have fun. Like I try to win, but um, <clears throat> I'm not a win at all costs kind of guy and I tend to not get along with people that are like that. Not saying that you shouldn't play like that, especially in a tournament. It's just <clears throat> not my scene. Keep on being awesome, man. Counting down the hypothetical days until we can chirp in person again. Yeah, dude, like, I'd love to get you back in here. Um, when the store front with Max aggression's up and running again proper, um, the gaming space will be open again, and, yeah, we'll get some games in. Of whatever you want to play, my man. Probably 30K, though. <laughs> I need more 30K. I need some 30K. I love that game. I talk about it too much. I, like... <laughs> I'm surprised there's not more comments in the Age of Sigmar and uh, 40k videos of just saying, like, shut up, Josh, stop talking about the other games you don't currently play. Um, it's usually relevant to the conversation I'm having with the game we're actually playing. But I digress. Brownbeard Dear Josh, since you're the resident ADMEC player now, are uh, we looking to Raiders and Taraxi units to add to the studio army? Maybe by adding maneuverability, you can create chaos on the battlefield. Yeah, um, actually, they're out getting painted right now um, by Ben, who's one of the local commission guys. Um, Ben's done a ton of work for us, and for me personally. He did uh, my latest batch of knights. Dude is an absolute monster when it comes to um, painting up some really nice-looking stuff. So I've got a 10-man unit of the Taraxia getting painted. Um, the sky stalkers i think they're called and then um, also i should have a 5 man unit of sulfur hounds and a 4 man unit of the other cavalry which will eventually be uh, the, 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 they'll be bigger units but we'll get there eventually so yeah th- that stuff is getting added i'm really looking forward to playing them um when they come in I don't think, I think he's coming in today to, I think like Ben's coming in today uh, to pick up some more stuff to work on, but I don't remember him mentioning he was done the last batch, so I got no idea. Hopefully sooner rather than later. Boomer73, hi Josh, what is your current wish model? This is the model 40k AOS, Games Workshop, Forgeworld, other, etc. That is the top of your model bucket list to get, and why? Um,. Yeah. Okay. So the, 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 as far as like the bucket list stuff goes, like uh, that's a tough one because I I don't really focus on that because the focus is on like getting models that I can afford to get and get on camera and use on camera. So there's some really cool stuff. Like I have always wanted to get a Thunderhawk gunship. I think that'd be super cool or like a, a Reaver Titan. Um, yeah, probably it would be the... So, But okay, so bucket list, we'll say it's a Reaver Titan. Like, I'd love to have a Reaver Titan, but not really practical because, like, my personal model budget is only so much. Um, and it's one where, like, maybe once in a blue moon, I'd be able to use it on camera because the focus is on trying to get models that, A, I am interested in and want, first and foremost, but, B, I can use for work, and using games to make interesting content for you viewers. And so like the um, Reaver Titan would not fit the bill for camera, um, but I'd love to have one eventually. So that's, you know, wish list one day, you know, I'll win the lottery and go get it. Um, as far as more like practical stuff that I want to get, I will admit, like I have been overly aggressive in the last little while, and I've bo- I, I basically like was able to blow like an entire year's worth of model budget <laughs> in a month <laughs> to add um, new Imperial Knights to my knight collection. <clears throat> added in a bunch of new Custody stuff. I bought an entire Scions army, um, and I know there's 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 other stuff I'm probably still missing. So like, I've added a lot recently, and it's time to slow down a little bit, but the probably the next like, practical set of models I'll get is the ones I talked about earlier, the Custodes models of the um, uh, the, the flying guys, the Venetari, because uh, I think that they are, they would be a good addition. I'd be able to use them in multiple different bat reps, and it would create some interesting Custodes content for you viewers, and they'd be fun to use, and I think they look cool even though I'd probably put helmeted heads on, because I generally don't like any of my models without helmets, unless it really makes sense. So, yeah, probably. So, yeah, Bucket List would be a Reaver Titan. I'd love to get one. Um, Because the Thunderhawk's cool, but I already got the um, Marauder Destroyer, uh, so, like, my need to have a giant plane is fulfilled for now. Um, But as far as being more reasonable, the um, Venatari would probably be top of the list. Um, hey Josh, and this is from Im- Imalu55. As Wargaming resident tech priest engine seer, uh, you take it upon yourself to enhance the fellow Wargaming staff into household appliances. Who becomes what? <laughs> um, into household appliances? Oh geez, I don't know. Um. Uh, immediately, Steve, I guess, would be a fridge. I don't know why. He's just a big, tall guy. But yeah, I guess he'd be a fridge. Oh. I'm now I've got to think about everybody else. This is, oh, okay. I'm trying to think of now, like, household appliances. Um, I guess, you know, Matt could be a vacuum. Um,. Just in the background, always making noise. (laughs) That was mean, but. Luca, 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 Luca. What would Luca be? Luca would be an alarm clock. I think Luca would make a very effective alarm clock. Uh, I think he would um, very much take to that job. Um, Dave, what would Dave be? Guess Dave could be a radio, yeah. Dave's got a, a, a fairly easy to listen to type voice, um, when he's trying to do that. So, I guess he could be a radio, um, Cullen. What would I don't know what Cullen would be? <laughs> hmm, hmm. You know what? I'm not sure why, but I immediately thought toaster. So we're gonna say toaster. Um, yeah, I'm not okay. And then Aaron, what would, what would Aaron be for a household appliance? I guess you know what. Aaron can be the uh, the the smoke detector. <laughs> the carbon monoxide detector. It's kind of off in the distance, often forgot about, um, but serves a absolutely vital function. And doesn't really make any noise ever, except for when she does. (laughs) So there you go. Uh, Probably terrible answers, but uh, the knee-jerk reactions, that's what you get. Weird question. I like it though. Uh, Mylan, Josh, if you were to be a human enslaved to one trader space marine legion, which would you choose? Second, what style of knife would you say is best for day-to-day use? Okay, Uh, enslaved to one trader space marine legion. You know what, I'm gonna go ahead and say alpha legion um, because I think that out of all the trader legions, that's one that, you know, if you're willing to work hard and be valuable, you'll probably have the best life and be valued. Yeah, uh, Alpha Legion. Locking in that answer. What style of knife would you say is best for day-to-day use? Um, I don't know, it depends on what you're looking for and what you want to spend. Like if you want something super classic. Jeez, um, oh it's been a while since I've thought about knives at all. Like, where are my keys? And it depends, like so. So it fits into whatever like is easiest for you to have on you. What's convenient for yourself. So my little go-to is I've got this little co knife. Um, I've had it for years and years. I really need to clean it. It is disgusting now that I look at it. Uh, but it fits on my keychain, and the keychain goes everywhere with me. So that works for me. I also used to every day carry a Leatherman Skeletool. Um, a little bit of extra added functionality, and it's got the belt clip. So super easy so yeah ultimately whatever whatever you can most easily keep on you because there's no point in having like a super like high functioning great knife if you're not gonna carry it if it's too big it's too clunky it gets in the way like what what's the point because you're not gonna have it on you but um yeah it depends on what you're willing to spend uh jeez I can't even remember knife companies so if you want a decent um low-cost knife. I'd say start off looking for the name brand. It's uh, like a buck knife buck. Um, and I would there, there's still plenty of good stuff. I would probably get one of the American made ones. Um, but if you pay attention to what type of steel they're using, like it's tough to go wrong. If you want to go into something a little bit nicer, um, like a Spider Co, is a fantastic name brand. Um, Benchmade, I think is one of them, if I'm saying it right. Man, it's been a while. Um, I wanna say OKC, like the Ontario Knife Company, I'm pretty sure makes some decent stuff. It, dang, like I'm, when I was selling guns, I was selling knives too, but it's been a while. Um, But if you want something a little bit different, like, You need to figure out how you're going to carry it. Um, I'd say a folding blade's usually easier and better. Um, But a fixed blade, sure, if you, you know, you got, like, a little sheath that you carry it in or whatever else. Um, One-handed open. Uh, So, again, depending on what kind of work you're doing, like, uh, most knives nowadays are easy to get open one-handed but still some super traditional designs might not be so like you can get this guy open pretty easily with one hand it's kind of a pain to close it uh with one hand it's doable but it's small in my hand so i have a tough time with it my spider or sorry my that is my spider coat my um skeletool which i don't have on me right now um it's got a liner lock so it's a lot easier to open and close one hand. So if you're doing work where like you're holding something that needs cut and like you can't put your knife down or you can't put what you're working on down to then close your knife and put it back away, like the, the uh, tool is my favorite because um, like I said, it was a good liner lock and it had a um, clip on it for a belt loop. So like I could very easily, no matter what I was doing, flick it open, make my cut, close it, put it back on and this hand didn't need to do anything so yeah it depends on what what works for you for the kind of work you're doing but if you want like just to because people are funny about pocket knives once you carry a pocket knife you'll realize like you can't not carry a pocket knife because people are like what do you use it for and then you 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 carry one for a month or two and you're like and then you stop and you suddenly realize oh i use it for everything because it's super handy to have around uh so i'd say whatever you think is cool, if you wanna go with something really basic, what are they, uh, I think the Buck 110 would be your absolute starting place, uh, look at that, and if that doesn't, if, if you're not immediately like, yep, that's what I want, ask yourself, why isn't that what you want, and start to look for knives with those functions to them, that would make sense. Um, And like I tell people for knives, it's the same thing as like buying firearms or buying shoes. (laughs) Uh, I would buy it from a physical retailer, uh, go in, see what feels good in your hand, what you actually like, because there's plenty of times that people would come in to buy whatever. They're like, this is what I want. I'm like, are you sure? And they're like, yes. I'm like, have you ever held one? And they go, no. You know, so I hand it to them and they go, this doesn't feel like what I wanted it to feel like. So they go with something else. So yeah, until you're an expert on what you want, I highly recommend (coughs) going something basic, lower cost, um, and something you can physically hold. Like I'm confident enough now, like I can go online and order knives um, because I know the different styles. I know what I like about brands, what I don't like about brands. Um, But you know, if you're brand new to this, you, you wouldn't know that stuff, so yeah. Start by looking at a buck 110 and go from there. That's enough rambling about knives. <laughs> uh, we got, um, fl- la- that fl- la- that Yeah, I'm not gonna try to say that. Uh, Josh, with the new Science Army, do you plan on making a crusade list with them? Or are you waiting until you pick up some additional models? Yeah, so like I just got another batch of them in the other day. As far as like a crusade list or something like that, we don't really do crusade stuff, but if we were to do crusade stuff, I would probably use the scions. Uh, I think it'd be a ton of fun. We got random Roy. Josh, roll a D6 and answer the corresponding question. Uh uh, I don't have a D6. Um. Oh. I found one on the floor. Cause we're too lazy to clean up after ourselves here at Mini Wargaming. So luckily, uh, I have access to a die. Two, what is your favorite kind of chair? That question is, (laughs) your favorite kind of chair. Okay, yeah, there's there's a, a bunch of random ones in here. Okay, my favorite kind of chair. I don't know, like I often don't find chairs very comfortable. I, th- I think, you know, a nice big recliner, lazy boy type chair is probably my favorite. I don't have one. But if I did, I'd probably like it a lot. <laughs> What's your favorite kind of chair? Whatever one what I can sit in. Um, I don't know why that question's got me so shook, but it just does. We got B-Mac... Josh, that's a new Warhammer app. You or anyone at the studio use it, looking to get back to 40K but don't have an updated codex for my Chaos Space Marines. Um, of so the Warhammer app, I, I will admit, I don't use it a whole lot. I've got it installed on the phone. Um, my, I don't know, maybe it, I don't know what experience people have with it. I'm still pretty much a battle scribe kind of guy. I don't know if, I assume you can build less, I haven't tried on it. Uh, but it's I do like looking up the stats of certain things, so like some of the weird Forge World stuff I use, uh, I can look it up on there, so it's super handy. I'm annoyed because if I type, like if I don't type like one letter, two letters, when I go to search for the name of it, like if I go boop, 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 the app just crashes. I don't get it, I don't understand, I don't know if everybody else does that. So I don't know, it's not super revolutionary to me, it's kind of cool. Um, it's probably one of those things I won't pay attention to for a year. But then uh, you know, after a year, I'll pay attention to it and hopefully it's cool. But yeah, right now, eh, don't care. Josh, I'm new to the vault. Uh, this is Cry, uh, Cry Wolf. Josh, I'm new to the vault and curious the structure of the business. Who is the boss? Do you have a more complex structure of say you're reporting to him but another member of the team reporting to another manager? Um, okay, so as far as mini even goes, like... <laughs> I'm trying to explain it the best way. Everybody here is super competent and knows what they do. So you don't really have too much of a, like these people report here, like there, there isn't a need for very strict structure. So the way it goes, I can talk about job responsibilities, so I can talk about my job responsibilities and where I fit into the grand scheme of things. Um, so my official title last time I checked was studio manager. Um, so the things that I do, so like I'm back to playing games now because it, it it makes sense for the company and I have the time to do so. <coughs> but on top of playing games, it is my responsibility to um, oversee and support everybody else and make sure that um, whatever things that pop up that would get in their way. Dave's doing open vault. This is This is a crossover episode now. Hello. Hey, how's it going? Uh, I, I mean, I feel like it's going well. It's going well. It, it's going pretty darn All right, well. Some inception here. All right, stay tuned for Josh's open vault or sit and talk. You <laughs> stay tuned. Mine's gonna go first, man. Well, there you go. Well, I guess it's same day. The same They're gonna to watch this first. Watch that one first. When you're done watching this, go watch the open vault. <laughs> um. So as far as the structure goes, yeah. So I oversee the day-to-day stuff. Like <laughs> when something goes wrong, it's usually my fault. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so this is uh, Luca. Uh, Steve, come on. Yeah. yeah. Hello. How's it going, Josh? Hi. Yeah, it's going well. Thank you. How is your uh, video going? Buddy, it's long. It's long. We have another hour. record still? So stay tuned for their eight-hour video. I think it actually might legit be like eight hours. Okay. Um so yeah. I am the one that writes the so I'm responsible for making sure like I write everybody's schedule. So like and everybody everybody um I tell them what they're doing every single day. Um and that's Matt and Dave included. Cuz it's my job to make sure that we have content to go out every single day that we put up content and that it is the right content and it's ready on time. And then obviously there's, there's a number of different things that can come up and get in the way of that. Uh, so it's my job to try to mitigate and work around that as much as possible. Um, uh, so yep, so I, I take care of the uh, people's like actual work schedule. I take care of the release schedule. Um, any weird day-to-day stuff that pops up, I kind of take care of that. Uh, I also everything to do with the building as far as like the fire code uh, health and safety stuff I look uh, I like I take care of all that stuff um anybody that's staying over upstairs and just managing the the hotel side of it I take care of all of that um making sure like buying the supplies for the studio other than the stuff that's on like regular repeating order so if we need if we need super glue, I go get the super glue. Like I take care of all that sort of stuff. Um, I'm sure there's other stuff I do. <laughs> but yeah, so basically like literally almost everything the company do gets filtered through me one way or another. Um, and I'm kind of the go between on that. And the the long short of it is that it's my job to make sure everything runs smooth and anything that's not a super regular day-to-day thing that the other uh, folks that work here um, would take care of. It's my job to make sure that that goes smoothly and works and fits into what we're doing. So yeah, I don't know. I feel like I f- I feel like I did a worse job. Like I feel like it's more confusing how stuff works now after me explaining that. But maybe some people got it. Maybe some people didn't. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so the structure is: so you got Matt and Dave as the owners. Um, I'm the manager. Um, Luca and Steve are the uh, content producers, would be the title. Uh, Cullen is the editor. And then um, Aaron, I don't know what Aaron's official title is, but Aaron does a ton of work too, obviously. Takes care of um, all the customer support type stuff as well as all the uh, shipping and receiving. So yeah, I don't know. Sorry, Aaron, I can't remember what your actual title is. (laughs) But that's the structure of the company. Um, so that's all the questions I have on the Mini Working website. Let's jump over to the YouTubes because nobody left me anything on Facebook or at least not at the time that I filmed this. Okay. Columba Tiberius Dorchester. Uh, Mini Working has my blessing to use the Stonecast artist idea. I don't know what that is, but it sounds cool. Why am I out of the loop? Uh, good, clean, dumb. Can you guys do a sit and talk as a two person panel? I would love to hear if you guys agree or disagree about the questions, topics. You guys have good banter and might take the grind out of the solo format. Also, what about a live format? I don't know if you're trolling me. Okay, so I almost exclusively used to do my sit and talks with another person. Uh, It's it's my preferred method to do it because, um, I don't know. I just have more fun with it. Uh, if, if, so, I'm assuming you've never watched any of those, or maybe you have and you're alluding to the fact that you prefer it to be that way. Um, I would love to take people's, uh, you know, input on that. I am under the impression that I probably am in the minority of people uh, that film sit-and-talks that would want to do them that way. But yeah, that's my preferred way. I, I find it more fun, a little bit more interactive. Um, so, who knows? Maybe. Maybe Maybe I'll force uh, DJ misfire to do sit and talks with me. I don't know if he's interested and I'll have to bring it up to him. Even if he's not interested, we could peer pressure him into it and he'd still have fun. I know what <laughs> I know it's better for him than he does. We used to do them live. Funny enough, like <clears throat> um, some people loved to do them live, some people hated them. Uh, There was a lot of people that wanted us to go back to this format because they felt like we didn't answer questions. But like when I was doing live sit-and-talks the majority of stuff I talked about was viewer-submitted questions. It's just, you know, I happened to be live doing it (coughs) and there was other people that were able to ask questions based upon the stuff I was saying. So, yeah. It's great ideas. (laughs) It depends. Probably won't do a live format thing again in, uh, you know, in the near, near future, but I wouldn't mind experimenting around with some live content when we have the ability to do so, but things are crazy for filming right now. Um, And then as far as the multiple person panel, I always thought that that was the most fun. I love doing them that way. But uh, that that seems to be going against the grain. JP 4 WT, listening to the syntactical painting. For, for, for one second, I walked out to change the water and utterly confused when I came back. To, I don't know why Matt talks about chicken so much. Matt loves talking about chicken prices. I don't get it, man. I, I, think, I, I, I can't remember the last time I saw him eat chicken. Uh, Matthew Wasserman. Question for Josh next week, which is now. Uh, as the resident guard expert, expert. What forge world unit do you think needs to change when the new book is released and why? Ooh, okay, so huh. Huh. Well, like I don't know if there's anything that I'm like really want to see change. Okay, so here's what I want to see. And this is this is so this is not like specific to Forge World, um, but it's specific to something I really want to see them change why do flamethrowers, why is that the best weapon to shoot at airplanes? <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't get it. I don't like it. I don't get it. I don't like it. <laughs> Change it, you know, if they changed, um, it was, so when I say flamer weapons, I'm talking about weapons that um, are the automatically hitting ones. Like, okay, I can kind of, you know, shoot. it's not my favorite mechanic, but it replaced the old flamer template for shooting guys on the ground. But like, There is no circumstance in my mind where it would make sense to me that my Marauder Destroyer flying way above the battlefield, uh, and again, using that big of a flyer, you know, any fast moving fixed wing aircraft on a 40K size battlefield, that already kind of doesn't make sense, but whatever, it's part of the game. I like stuff that flies, so I'm willing to suspend my disbelief. But where I get caught up is like, why is a man with a flamethrower like, oh man, look at that plane like a mile up in the sky. Foosh, got him. Like, uh, no, stop it. <laughs> Get rid of that. Um, so I, w- I would love to see them change the mechanic for those auto-hitting weapons to n- not work against uh, aircraft. <laughs> Anything with the aircraft uh, battlefield keyword, whatever it is now. I think, yeah, it's the I think it's the aircraft keyword. But other than that, like, uh, forgeable units... Uh, I don't know, like, my understanding is that the Deathcore Krieg kind of need a bit of an overhaul. I don't know if they've gotten one. Oh Yeah, I, I don't know, I can't think of that too much. Like, the, the, the big thing is, you know, because I'm so caught up on, like, they... Please fix the whole flyer thing. <laughs> Just fix how that keyword interacts with the auto-hitting weapons. and then I'm content, and I'll find something else to grumble about. Ba, 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 ba. We got Brad Diamond. A question for the next sit and talk: Should I just start going? Not going all primaries. When do you think they will phase out Space Marines? I got no idea, man. Like it's. um... I'm kind of waiting to see what I'm gonna do with my Death Watch. I haven't played them a whole lot. Um, I definitely before I make any big decisions. But what I'm doing with my stuff, I have got to really get into the Space Marine Codex and then also get into um, the um, Death Watch book when they put it out. Because I got I got no idea, man. Like, I think, funny enough, like, I got back into 40K and I went pretty far away from Space Marines <laughs> when I did so. So I'm, I'm maybe not the best um, um, person to ask. But, but Dr. V back talking about chicken, chicken math. <laughs> I don't get it, man. That's a matte thing, I think. Um, I'm not gonna. I can't pronounce that. Uh, 40k nerd that understands how economics works. My people. Well, I'm a 40k nerd that doesn't really understand how economics works. So, I'm somebody else's people. We got Jake Dog, Blue Collar Town, new RPG, please. Uh, or a Blue Armor Orc RPG. Blue Collar Heresy was the best RPG you did. I would buy into a Kickstarter fundraiser for a new one, please. It's fun. Uh, I will. Okay. So, the, the, here's the basic talk uh, about RPG stuff. And because I am the villain when it comes to mini gaming RPGs. First and foremost, we're running a business. So, I mean, financially, the decisions we do have to make sense. Every once in a while, it's fun to do some fun, goofy stuff that maybe financially isn't the best idea, but it's nice for us and the viewers. Um, But ultimately, we got to, you know, do what makes sense for the company overall. The RPG stuff, it's a smaller fan base for us and the amount of manpower hours and scheduling and disruption that it causes compared to the amount of viewers it just doesn't translate well so as much as i find it fun to do the um uh, the rpg stuff i'm usually the villain (laughs) that tells everybody no (laughs) you know and like, I, I I don't have like the, the the final say on this kind of stuff, obviously. But I'm always the one arguing like, this is why we shouldn't be doing it. And ultimately, I think my my arguments are usually strong enough that we don't. So I'm the one to blame for it. Um, I would love to find a way to have it make more sense from a company standpoint to do it. From a f- you know just fun for the viewers and fun for us standpoint, sure, it's fantastic. But from the company standpoint of you know staying in business. Not the best. I just spilled my water. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't... Yeah. I'm the villain. Again, this is Dog. again. This is the last comment. Uh, Josh Josh, what do you hope to see in the new Chaos Space Marine Codex? Any new rules for Night Lords? Um, yeah, I mean, like, anything fun, flavorful for them. Uh, I would like to see... I would like to see a tweak to how they interact with the um, kind of morale mechanic going on in 40k right now. Because I think before it was a weak ability, but you could still do some cool, fun stuff with it. But now the way that um, if you fail morale, it works. It doesn't make that much sense for him anymore. So I'd like to see a retweak of that. And then I think Night Lords are just cool overall. Uh, or really see a Supplement Codex for them. I think that'd be super cool to see a Supplement Codex for them. Um, I don't think it's necessary. But something along the lines of, you know, uh, you've got your your big factions that are to have their own book. Death Guard have their own book. Um, um, Thousand Sons have their own book. I think that World Eaters should have their own, as well as the Emperor's Children. And then, like, the, the rest of the traders, I'm fine with them all being squished into a book. But, you know... I think it'd be cool if they got the treatment that there was, you know, one or two named characters, there's maybe one or two unique units to them. I think that would be enough to make them super cool, super fun, lore appropriate, and whatever. Um, yeah, supplement codex for them, um, yeah, you go either way there. Also I think you should get a puppy. Oof, man, right in the feels. well, you know, I'm I'm gonna make the ill-informed decision to maybe talk about personal stuff right now. So, if you don't want to hear me talk about personal stuff, uh, go ahead, check out the open vault, and make sure you leave your comments for Luca in this uh, video. Uh, summon him with putting Luca Luca Luca. Um, so, as far as getting a puppy, so... Dang, man. Okay, I recently, like very recently, just had to put my dog down um had her for 12 and a half years so my english mastiff uh, matilda finally you know reached the end of her rope it was it was her time to get put down um anybody familiar with that breed they don't usually last 12 and a half years so yeah this is the kind of um first time i've not had a dog in quite some time i'm um, i recently just turned 33 and like, so when I bought my house, I was like 21 or whatever. Um, so I had her then. So yeah, the whole like coming home to an empty house thing, I still haven't gotten used to. And my wife and I have kind of talked about if we're gonna go down the puppy road again or not, because uh, logistics, you know, with our work schedules, I don't think it'd be super conducive to a puppy, but maybe if it was the right kind of puppy. Um, we're looking at maybe um, uh, doing like a rescue or something like that. But yeah, I don't know. There's also the whole, you know, life is a little less complicated without having somebody around, um, like a pet around like that. I I, I keep a number of different pets, but it's all mostly fish and reptiles. So, you know, if I'm, if I got to stay late at work, eh, it's not a big deal. They don't suffer in any way for that. Um yeah, so, like, I'm thinking about it. I'm guessing maybe somebody said something in a previous video. Uh, I thought I had been good in not mentioning it. Um, but maybe it wasn't. I don't know. So I think you can tell, like, the videos that went out fairly recently. Um, like, I was a mess. Like, I was still into film, so we had content to go out. But, like, I was on autopilot, man. Like... <laughs> So I think I've gotten back into the the, the swing of things fairly well, but um, maybe not as well as I think I have. So I don't know. Um, puppy's a lot of work, but I mean like a rescue would be a lot of work too. But uh, it's it's work that I see myself probably wanting to do in the near future, but yeah. Um, that's all I really, I think that's all I'm capable of talking about with that, without turning into a big old mess on camera, which nobody wants to see. Um, so. Thinking about it, I'll probably just get Colin to cut that part out, because nobody wants to hear. Somebody get all depressed about personal stuff. Um, I'm bummed out about it. So, thank you everybody that left questions. It is your guys, um... Well, it's your guys' support that keep us going here, and especially everybody that takes the time to ask questions. Thanks so much to everybody that left me questions and gave me some stuff to talk about so I could give you folks some additional kind of uh, content to check out. I think a lot of you listen to it while you're painting, but while you're hobbying, doing whatever else, or just listening to. Um, So hopefully you folks enjoyed. Remember that next week is gonna be Luca. So you must summon him in the comment section and put Luca, 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 and then ask your question. Um, and other than that vault members, go ahead, check out the link below and you can watch the open vault where Dave is apparently wandering around and you can kind of see what's going on behind the scenes here at Mini Wargaming. Thanks so much for tuning in. Keep being awesome. And as always, happy wargaming.